Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad Good. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, let me explain. Me and a guest jump on, we talk about a first time experience, and it's really that simple. Sometimes it'll be a movie, sometimes it'll be a TV show, other times it'll just be really anything because you can experience anything for the first time. On tonight's episode, I have my favorite guest, my uh, most recurring guest, and she requires no introduction, but I'm going to introduce her anyways. It's my wife, Nikki Good. Hey! <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm tired. Yeah, we're recording this one <laughs> pretty late at night. It's about 1040 or so, and that's about 10 minutes past our normal bedtime. Yeah. Usually you sleep between 1030 and 11, so... Um, we're doing a quick little podcast. Um, we've been meaning to get this one done for a while. At least I have been. Yeah. And um, our nights are starting to fill up with other things and plans. And so it's like, let's just get this done when we can and mm-hmm. sneak in recording. So mm-hmm. um, this is going to be an interesting one. Maybe. Maybe it won't be. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be the worst one yet. But to me, the topic is pretty interesting. And we've been asked a lot about this one and i'm sort of sick of talking about it so (laughs) and uh buddy's sick of hearing about it yeah the dog's whining but like i said we've been asked about it quite a few times and um i guess this will be like our last word so no one has to ask us about it anymore you can just listen to this podcast if anybody tries to talk about it we're gonna shut them down real fast yeah and be like oh so you don't listen to the podcast huh hmm Exactly. (laughs) And uh, so tonight's topic is um, pandemic theme parks. We miss you. It's totally not the same without you. We miss your let's do this look, the sound of your laugh, cry, screams, and how you make every day here the best day ever. We can't wait to get you back. So we've added temp checks, face coverings, social distancing, and extra sanitizing to get the good times going again. It's time to roll out the red carpet and kick open the universal gates. We're finally back and can't wait until you are too. So yeah, um, before we jump into it, I guess I should just sort of say one thing that's, you know, obviously on my mind. Um, I know people listening to this, this is going to be like a surprise because we didn't really post about it on social media like we normally do. Um. I know Nikki posted a few pictures, but it yeah. wasn't really, like, out in the public because you have your account set to private and stuff. But um, yeah, usually we post a lot of pictures when we're on vacation and stuff. Um, but this time I didn't post a whole lot um, just because I didn't want to deal with the scrutiny and dealing with people's judgments. But um, I know some people are going to be, like, oh, you hypocrites, or some people are going to say, you know... um, Not a big deal. Yeah, like, okay, cool. Lots of people have gone on vacation this year. Yeah, I mean, I was a little conflicted, obviously. Um, We usually go every year around this time, Mm -hmm. September, October, and we usually go with at least our friend Adam, um, sometimes a bigger group of people, depending on who's available that year, who wants to join us. And uh, this year, Adam didn't join us. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was worth... Well, I mean, 
we'll explain, but a lot of things changed this year from other years, so it's like, why take the risk and spend the money? Yeah, I think, like I said, I know some of you will probably, I mean, that's, a lot of people probably won't even listen to this, they'll just see that uh, I recorded a podcast about going to theme parks during a pandemic and already have their minds made up, which is fine. Um, People know that we're very pro-mask and have stayed home for the most part and Mm -hmm. been very careful about um, being safe and washing our hands and, like I said, staying home and not going into large gatherings and always wearing our mask everywhere we go. So some people probably be surprised that we went on an airplane and flew to Florida and went to theme parks. Some people will probably be the opposite and they're like, you know, great, cool, you know, covid's fake and (laughs) who cares yeah who cares and uh like i said other people will probably judge us and that's fine i'm i knew knew that sort of going into it but um it was an interesting experience for sure and that's why we're recording a podcast about it Mm -hmm. because hopefully this this is the first time and hopefully the last time we have to go you know during a pandemic but um basically Every September, October, we fly to Orlando for an event called Halloween Horror Nights, which is put on by Universal Orlando, and they transform their theme park, Universal Studios, into a big Halloween event where the streets are filled with what they call scare zones. Each uh, area has its own distinct scare zone, usually based on either an intellectual property, which is like a movie, TV show, book, whatever, musician. And then they have, the last several years, 10 haunted houses, some original, some based on IPs also. Mm-hmm. And considered like the top um, Halloween event in the country. And we went for the first time in, what, 2014, I think? Yes. And it was something that... And this isn't going to be a Horror Nights podcast, but it was something I never really thought I would actually get to go to. And then we started talking about it. Nikki really wanted to visit the Wizarding World, and I really wanted to go to Horror Nights. So we made the trip and realized that it's not that crazy and obtainable. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know some people ask me every year, like, you know, how do you guys afford to do that? And it's definitely not like after i tell people how we afford to do it they're surprised and they're like well maybe we could do that too it's really attainable because one we have like a rewards credit card that we use and you this is probably boring stuff but we use a (laughs) a points credit card a chase card that we have that um, we get a lot of points on for everything we buy so basically we buy everything we have on a credit card and that includes bills and that includes groceries and that kind of stuff and that stuff adds up and if you pay off right away it doesn't build interest right so, so you put it on the card then you make sure to make your payments on time and not get into debt and then you're accruing free points mm-hmm. and then every september we redeem those points for flight for yeah plane tickets so we don't pay for one of the most expensive parts of a trip which is flying um that comes out of our basically just paying our bills off and we find other ways like we usually find good deals on hotels Mm -hmm. Um, we share with friends usually there's at least three of us 
Uh, we've had up to six people in one hotel yeah. room at once. And, and that wasn't that crazy. actually worked out pretty nice. No, because, I mean, really, when you're on a trip to a theme park, your hotel room is just a place to lay your head for mm-hmm. a few hours and to shower in the morning. Like, yep. you're just, it's just a, you have to sleep somewhere in some time. And during horror nights, you usually get back around two-ish and go to sleep, and then we'd wake up like six hours later and head on our way to the theme parks. Yep. But um, obviously, we're talking tonight about the visiting theme parks and traveling during a pandemic, during COVID-19, and it changed a lot of things. Um, we booked this flight right towards the beginning of the pandemic when it was sort of um, assumed that this thing would be over pretty quick. You had no idea, like how hard it was gonna hit us yeah i mean it was like it was coming it was starting to you know spread but it was like no way like this is in september like yeah this is what february march (laughs) yeah i don't even think at the time that we booked it they had like done any of the shutdown stuff no like the restaurants weren't closed there was no um quarantine yet it was just basically like starting to hit so we got at, at what we thought was really cheap plane tickets now they're like <laughs> that, that what we paid was <laughs> yeah, probably we expensive got something better but but uh, at the time it was like oh they're starting to lower plane tickets because people aren't travel or not you know traveling as much that was right probably when um they started banning travel to other countries or mm-hmm. or into our country and so it was like the airlines could sort of see it coming, so they started lowering prices, so we got really good deals there, and I got a really nice deal on a hotel room um, on site for really cheap, like cheaper than you'd pay for a hotel in Burlington, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we save money. We just save money on little things, and, you know, this year it was just sort of like, everybody assumed i mean there was a time where we were like at least i was so naive they were like you know we're gonna close restaurants for two weeks and i'm like two weeks holy shit like this is big time here we are like seven eight months later and shit still hits the fan i mean in the midwest it's still people still haven't really taken it seriously especially iowa nothing we never went full shut down yeah we've never had a mask mandate um yeah things never really fully shut down restaurants did for a little bit, but it's uh, yeah, and for a while it got out of control. <laughs> Your Iowa numbers. Yeah, and we're and um, our county's having like a third wave now. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time of booking this trip, we were like, oh, you know, certainly things will be like way past, you know, in the rearview mirror by September. We had tickets to several concerts and different things around then, too. And it's like, you know, oh, this this will be like by the time this comes around, we won't even know what we always remember COVID. It'll be like a little blip on our radar. And little did we know it would be this take out of the year of everyone's life. But uh, we booked it and got everything ready. And even up until I would maybe August, like late August, I don't remember if it was late August or yeah, it had to have been when, um, you know, shit wasn't getting better and we were deciding whether we should go or not. And they announced 
Universal announced uh, that Halloween Horror Nights was canceled. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of speculation leading up to it. Uh, it seemed like they were going to go ahead with some kind of modified event because they were still building the houses. They were still sort of teasing it. They hadn't made any announcements, but that wasn't that unusual because uh, obviously everything this year has been totally weird and I didn't blame them for not making any announcements, but we knew that they were building the houses. They were getting permits. Um, they had started building the tribute store. They were hiring people. Yeah, they had hired all the characters and they built the tribute store. So it was like, oh, for sure there's going to be an event, just maybe less houses or modified or some, some kind of thing. Maybe no scare zones, whatever. And then it just, it was like the Monday that the tribute store was supposed to open it was announced that they were canceling events. So that was like the final, I think, nail in the coffin for Adam. It was like, yeah. like for him, that's the whole reason. And that's our reason we go every year. But it's also the reason that we go at this time. We still mm-hmm. enjoy the theme parks. We still enjoy getting away, having fun. And it's really the one big vacation we take every year. Sometimes we take other vacations. You know, we'll sporadically go to New York or different places yeah. we've, we've been. But... um this is sort of our plan. Like we know we're going to go to Horror Nights every year because it's nice that the event changes every year. It's ever mm-hmm. evolving and it's never the same thing twice. But it's also comforting and familiar and a sort of nice kickoff to the Halloween season. Uh, obviously, we bounce back and forth. I was still like, uh, maybe we cancel and, and go in like December or something when it's cold. But Nikki was really wanting to get out. Yeah, I was determined to go no matter how how much was going to be shut down. Like, I just kind of wanted to get away. Even if that meant, like, going all the way to Florida to hang out in a hotel and sit in the pool or something. <laughs> um, I wanted to do something. I had so much vacation time that I wasn't even using. It's like, ugh. I feel like a lot of people that were lucky enough to still have their jobs... Um and not have it affected by COVID have now are like facing this weird situation where they have all this vacation and Mm -hmm. nowhere to go and nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm using, usually I'm trying not to waste my vacation time. So trying to get the most out of it. And this year, I mean, I use vacation for this trip, but I have so much in like three, less than three months to use it all. It's like I'm just taking random days off, and it it feels like such a waste. Yeah, I mean, but then again, it's like, what can you do? Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, it's such a privileged thing to complain about. It's like, I have so much vacation days, so much time off, and (laughs) nothing to do. (laughs) Yeah, so you you were still determined, and um, like I said, we booked it back in like February or the beginning of March. And then, like, mid-March hit and the theme parks completely shut down. Yeah. Which, the only other time I can remember since we've been going is when, like, a hurricane was coming. And they didn't even close that long. They closed, like, a, a night, maybe. Yeah. Afternoon a day. Night. Yeah, a day or two. And that was, like, major headline news that both Disney and Universal had shut down because mm-hmm. of a hurricane. Like, before, they've there's been a million... I mean, every... It seems like every year there's... Early fall, there's a hurricane threat. Late summer, early fall, there's a hurricane threat. and Climate change. Yeah. <laughs> and it's obviously gotten worse. But um, they 
you know, this was like unprecedented, like the gates, everything were closed. And it was, I mean, there's a lot of things that like a milestones I'm going to remember about this, uh, COVID pandemic. Like, you know, when I think a big breaking point was when they canceled, uh, March madness. And when we found out, uh, Tom Hanks had contracted it. I know it's a dumb thing to remember, but I was like, he's like the first celebrity and it was like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's hit, it can hit rich people too. Crazy. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, I remember March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, when they announced, like, at lunchtime that all bars were to close because a lot of bars here were planning on big St. Patrick's Day yeah. things. Um, I remember we watched Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D at the Capitol on March 13th, and that was the last thing that played at the Capitol because uh, we were supposed to have something scheduled later the next week in March, and we had to cancel that. And, like, a week before that, we weren't even considering it. It was like, oh, well, you know, it's Iowa. Like, you know, everything's going to hit here later. Um, But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, everything sort of changed. The theme parks closed, and they remained closed from March until June. I think early June was when they had made a proposal to the governor of Florida and sort of showed a new protocol. Um, Universal opened maybe a whole month before Disney. Disney didn't open until July. Disney World, that is. Disneyland is still closed. Yeah. And Universal Hollywood is still closed because uh, California's governor has morals and Florida's doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think that it's come down to the states because Florida had the most outrageous COVID numbers in the country. Like, they were breaking records every day and California was not. And California has still remained closed and mm-hmm. those theme parks are just bleeding money. All those employees are out of work. Um, and the amount of people that theme parks employ is, is unreal. Like, cause you think about all the restaurants, you think about, uh, the rides, everything security maintenance. Se- oh yeah. Just, um, like just a unreal number of people and they're all everyone from creative on down and both theme parks have faced a lot of layoffs since this started obviously um but they opened back up in june obviously uh, i think universal was the first to open they opened city walk which is like a little um entrance to the theme park with restaurants and stuff they opened that before the theme parks sort of as a test run with distancing and stuff and it was like really weird for people to go back and sort of see the theme park they have never gone that long without being there especially like florida residents who go there almost you know weekly very strange for them but then they slowly opened up started opening up the parks after sort of getting the okay by showing how safe they're going to be and following protocols and they got the theme parks back open and yeah that was june and we went we've been back about a month now as of recording this Mm -hmm. um in mid-october we we went in about mid-september and uh we were there for like five days Yes. Left on technically... Left on a Wednesday and got home on Monday. Which is our usual because mm-hmm. Horror Nights usually goes from Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday when we yeah. go. We go in September because you can get a pass that lets you go the whole month of September for one, like the price of one ticket. But that's boring stuff. That's another way we save money. Yeah, it's going early and go, smaller yeah. crowds too. Smaller crowds going early and uh, yeah, cheaper flights, cheaper hotels, everything's a little nicer. Um, 
but obviously that was canceled. So I was sort of, do we go? Do we not go? Nikki was like, I'm going with or without you. (laughs) I didn't want her to go alone. And I, of course, want to go. I want to go to a theme park. I was just, and I was not worried about the theme park itself. I was worried about getting there and coming home to travel that was involved. Like, I wish we lived closer so we could drive and be comfortable, but realistically that's we did it once you mm-hmm. did it once basically you drove and i yeah was passenger and it was it's 20 some hours it's it's not it's doable but like it it takes a lot of your vacation time just driving there yeah but and it, it doesn't really save money <laughs> yeah it definitely doesn't save money because we had re-rented a car and stuff but just um, yeah but and it's just the it sucks driving that far. You have to get a hotel room because you're not going to drive all the way through, straight through. Some people do. Some of our friends do. Well, yeah. I mean, they they, they take trade, turns, yeah. but we're not about that. No. When we did go that one year, we um, did some sightseeing and we stopped at a friend's house. and Yeah. But that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think most people have been curious about, like, not only travel which we'll talk a little bit about but also just how theme parks operate during a pandemic because theme parks are known to be stuffed full of people mm-hmm. that touch everything i mean it's a germaphobe's worst nightmare before a pandemic um so i would say theme park like a or b plus i felt as far as comfort and then air- yeah. airports was probably like a d yeah um airports definitely like i've never thought when we go on these trips that the airport would be more scary than like the worst roller coaster but it certainly felt that way obviously less people are flying so there's less employees at airports um so there's no one really there enforcing people to wear their masks Mm -hmm. no one there telling people what to do and making sure that people are distancing or whatever so it's pretty much on the passengers and I had heard from several people, like, airports are dead, they're ghost towns, it's going to be so nice traveling, flying, like, no one's there. It didn't feel any different. No, not really. It felt, I mean, we went American Airlines, right? Yes. And yeah. they are not like Delta. Delta's keeping the middle seat open. Um, American Airlines is not. They're selling no. 100% full planes with no distancing. Um, telling you to wear a mask, but really no one's enforcing it even on the planes. Uh, every I mean, once I heard in a, a couple times the, you know, employee tell someone to pull up their mask or something, but, like, they're not walking through that off day because they're not, like, um, you know, giving out the snacks and drinks or anything. Yeah, they're not offering any food service. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the really only difference I felt at airports was that there was less options for food. Like, they have a lot of the restaurants and stuff oh, yeah. closed. Because they you can't afford to keep a uh, airport restaurant, you know, full of employees work running when there's less people flying and they can't sit inside the restaurant and eat. So they basically were asking you to grab snacks and bring them on the plane, which good for them. Like they can sell 100 percent of the seats, not give us any food mm-hmm. like, you know, I think I, I don't feel sorry for air airlines at all. Every fucking time the economy gets hurt, they get bailed out. So, oh, yeah, they are. They just rip you off. Yeah. They're awful. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, not I don't feel bad for, uh, for the airlines themselves. I feel bad for the employees who are, you know, probably facing. It's like, how can you 
charge us so much for baggage fees and all these other little things. And then once, you know, a pandemic happens and you lose some customers, suddenly you're already oh, yeah, constantly overbooking flights, too. So, you know, you're making more money on one seat than what it's worth. But yeah. Yeah, that once again isn't a whole other podcast. But anyways, whole other podcast. Yeah, the flight there we were we went out of Chicago to Charlotte and then Charlotte to Orlando. Um, so that was a sort of a the, the way there is always a rough day. Mm-hmm. Um, drive four hours, then pretty much wore a mask from the time we got out of the car in Chicago until we were in our hotel room in Orlando, um, which made a long day. But it was sort of a nice practice run wearing the mask because we knew. Being at the theme parks, we're going to... Yeah, you have to have it on pretty much the entire time. Um, But yeah, so we got to our hotel room eventually after a long day of traveling. And that night, we went to City Walk and went to a restaurant. It was a pretty chill night. And you're thinking. I'm listening. Oh, okay. I, that's all I have on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so the the uh, first night, yeah, we got there Thursday. We went to City Walk and had a nice meal. Um, realized when we got there to City Walk that a lot of the restaurants were closed. Oh on. yeah, Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. So it, it was a ghost town that night. Yeah, it was really quiet in there, and it was like, oh, I could get used to this. This oh, is nice. Yeah. it's... But it's like usually like blaring music all over, crowded and and ex- exciting, but exciting. a little overwhelming at times. And it was like much more chill. Never but... seen it so chill. Yeah, so we were like cool, you know. It's kind of nice. Yeah, kind of nice. Went had our meal. Went back. Went had like an early bed. Went to sleep early because our plan was to wake up early. Th- was it Thursday? Did we travel Wednesday or was it th- Friday? And we went to... Uh, Thursday, we went to Disney World. Yeah, so it was Wednesday night we went out, we arrived. Yeah. And uh, Thursday, we woke up early and went to Disney, which we decided to go to Magic Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. We were deciding which park to go to. We've been to Magic Kingdom before. Nikki's been to all of them, but I have... This last couple of years, we've picked like one day to go to Disney just to experience a new park every year. Um, since Adam couldn't come with us, we wanted to save Hollywood Studios for when he would be there because we're good friends, mm-hmm. and because uh, we want to see it in full force. Yeah. So we decided Magic Kingdom is a classic, and we liked everything there. And I wanted it, it's like you get one chance, and I know this is sort of a weird thing to say, but it's like you get one chance to visit a theme park during a pandemic because there's pros and cons. Um, we knew that especially at Disney, there would be lower crowds. So mm-hmm. let's go somewhere where we know we like the rides and somewhere we can, you know, we enjoy the park. We know we went there a couple of years ago and really enjoyed it. So we decided Magic Kingdom and went and we were right. The crowds were very low. And what is different about Disney now since um, COVID has hit is you have to reserve your park and you, you can't park hop. So before you could jump from Animal Kingdom over to Epcot to Magic Kingdom to Hollywood Studios um, all in the same day if you wanted to. And now they do not allow that. Um, they You have to basically get your ticket and then pick which park you want to go to on what day and make a reser- what they call a reservation. And that's the park you're going to that day. And once they hit so many reservations, that park is you cannot they cannot accept any more guests. Um, 
this both Disney and Universal have limited capacity, obviously, right now, and they have not and will never probably announce what percentage that is. Like mm, I didn't really say haven't. Yeah, th- that. they have no legal obligation to do so, so nobody really knows. It's obviously more at, at like than fifty percent at because we mm-hmm. went to Universal and it was definitely there's times where it was crowded, but. I don't know those numbers. I don't know how they determine it, um, but it's limited because they've hit capacity since then. Um, and same with Disney. They once they have hit several times. They've hit that capacity at reservation, and you can no longer. Especially Hollywood Studios has been the most um, popular during COVID, and they filled up those reservations pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But we visited um, Magic Kingdom, and it was fun because it was really quiet, and I thought they did a good job of distancing. Yeah. You you go in, uh, just like at our hotel room, and or our hotel and um, at Disney and Universal, everywhere you go, they take your temperature to make sure that you don't have a fever. That seems to be the most telling thing. The easiest way to tell if someone is symptomatic Um Obviously, if you're not feeling good, you shouldn't be visiting theme parks anyways, but you can't trust people. Uh, you have to wear a mask. So in the hotel lobby, they would check our ho- they would check our temperature every morning. We get a wrist, color wristband, which let us um, sort of bypass the system at Universal Studios. If you're parking there, you have to get your temperature checked at the gates, which is, from the, lo- the pictures I've seen, the lines get crazy huge and totally sucks. So I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Disney, like I said, lower crowds. We went on our favorite Haunted Mansion, what, three or four times? I think just three times. But, like, several times it was just basically a walk-on, which is cool. Yeah, that's one thing about both the parks is that, um, like, usually the queues have, like, little shows or... Um, some form of entertainment before you get on the actual ride. Um, ex- explaining the theme of the ride, they. I don't think any of them had any of that. You just skipped right through it and just um, stood in line and got right on the line without you know the little, the little show. Yeah, and know. because they've rearranged both Disney and Universal have completely redone their line systems for this i mean they still use their queues but most of the rides have extended queues for super busy days and they're utilizing all those for spacing now mm-hmm. um hard to explain when you're just audio but like think like serpentine like snake lines where you go down and then you turn a corner and you come right back facing the other direction right from where you just were zigzagging yeah zigzag back and forth but now they would like skip a row and um you stand at the end of one and basically keeping six feet front back into left and right of everybody yeah there's little markers on the floor where you're supposed to stand and then you know the when the people ahead of you move to the next marker you move to that marker etc yeah, and I don't know if it was, like, a um, mental thing, but it certainly seemed, like, one, the limited crowds helped out things, but it's, like, it felt like you were far back in line because the lines got long with spacing, and then it would it would just move along really quickly, mm-hmm. and it felt like we were getting on rides quicker, but probably wasn't. Yeah, it was kind of nice to keep moving because before, sometimes you just 
you'd stand in one spot for so long that you just like lean on the railing or sit down and it's like Gah. yeah so it kept it sort of interesting uh-huh. um i i just kept marveling and i haven't shut up about how much like i can't imagine how much work went into doing that especially at like universal i guess kept thinking about like the extended queues and everything like et and all that stuff like the amount of people and time and effort it probably took to get those markers on the floor uh-huh. all the way through those queues i can't imagine just god how many how long that took them and obviously they did it while they were closed so they could do it in a day because uh, usually you think about stuff they have to do it at night when um there's no guests uh-huh. they have to make improvements bring stuff out which is sort of i, I would love to see like what you know stay like hide in the bushes and watch what happens at universal when the lights go out and people go home i would love to see that but um they just did this while everyone everything was closed and got basically got the park ready for like you know a, a capacity crowd during covid was spacing and luckily they did that because um just in the last i think labor day was the first weekend they hit capacity since covid 19 happened um and like I said, we don't know the percentage or what their um, numbers are as far as how many people they can let in. But it the way they're doing it is sort of interesting. Um, at, at least at Disney, it's a reservation system. So whether you're staying on site, staying off site, it doesn't matter. You reser- you'd make a reservation at that park, you can get in. If you didn't, then you don't get in. It's really that simple. And I think their system is probably better than mm-hmm. Universal's. Um, how Universal is doing it is first come, first serve. And they, at the beginning, were saying that their hotel guests were considered part of the capacity. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they had, I have no idea how many people stay in the hotels, but say they have um, 10,000 people staying in their on-site hotels, that number would already be built into capacity as if they're in the theme park so that... If you're staying on site, you can come and go as you please, and you're already yeah. counted for that in the capacity. But lately, with the days that they've been hitting full capacity, they have changed the wording to on-site guests get priority. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily guaranteed in uh, when they hit capacity, but when they start letting people in, you're the first to get in. And if you're like a party of one or two, you probably have a better chance than a huge family. But... Um, that, that is something brand new. That's definitely changed. Um, obviously the big one is masks. Like right when they announced that that universal is reopening, they were saying requiring masks and they were very strict on the rules as far as what kind of masks, no bandanas, no open bottoms. They have to enclose on the bottom of your chin. Um, when they first did, they, they were allowing neck gaiters, but you couldn't have the mask with the vents on them. Um, then they changed that rule. No more neck gaiters. Cause they didn't think they were like thick enough, didn't have enough layers. So they, uh, switched that rule and now they've switched back. You can wear those again, but you can't wear bandanas. You can't wear the vents and stuff. Um, they've been pretty strict on it. They've tried to sort of limit like on the buses that take you from the hotel to the park. They have numbers on the seats and try to do spacing on there, but you're still on a bus with someone. It's just like, I don't know if it's, more for show to make people feel comfortable or because it's certainly felt like sometimes 
we weren't uh, really spacing out. They weren't really following those rules themselves. I feel like some of the people, it wasn't so much the employees, it was the people. <laughs> yeah, and you can't really expect a bus driver to, like, babysit, too. Because, yeah. like, suddenly he has another job. Like, he's not going to be there. There, Like, in the mornings when we left for the theme parks, they would... Uh, there would be a guy out there that whose job it was to basically count, and he'd be like, three, okay, go to, like, number four, you know, and vice versa. And, uh, but by the end of the night, there's a lot less people, so they would do that less. But um, anyways, yeah, Disney, they were pretty good about things. There was never really too many long lines. A few of them we got stuck, stuck in a long line, and I don't know how that happened, like the Carousel of Progress, like out of all the rides... Oh, yeah, that took forever. Yeah, and we have no idea why. It was, like, on the app it said, like, a 15-minute wait or something, and we stood in line for the lamest thing ever. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was nice to sit down and air conditioning and stuff, but uh, definitely not worth waiting that long for. Yeah, but I also want to add, like, wearing a mask. All I mean, there's, there's like, areas you can go into to take off your mask, like rest areas or um, if you're, you know, eating, you have to, you know, go to a table and eat. You can't, you can't walk around snacking and drinking and have your mask off. Like you have to like do one or the other. Um, but yeah, wearing a mask in the Florida humidity, that, I mean, that kind of sucked, but um, it's doable. And like, I have asthma and... You know, I kind of have a thing where, like, I don't really, I, I masks are uncomfortable for me, but, like, if I can do it in the Florida heat, like, I don't want to hear people complain. I don't want to hear Karen complain about wearing at Walmart. So, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with that. Um, I was... Yeah, a little unsure about that. I was really nervous. I brought a whole bunch of masks and tried out different ones. And obviously, I have no problem wearing them. It's just uncomfortable with my beard. But that's my choice. Like, mm -hmm. to have the beard, that's my thing. So, I put up with it. Um, yeah, mine's like how they pull on my ears. Um, it cause me, give me a headache. And so, I, I figure out which ones don't tug on my ears. Like, even slightly pull on my ears. It'll, like, I'll get, like, a headache. Yeah, I know at the beginning of this, when they first opened, um, people figured out a loophole because they told everybody, you have to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking. And people at both parks figured out that if they basically had a water bottle or like a churro, like the cheap, they could just find like the easiest and cheapest thing to carry with them. They could pull their mask off and if an employee questioned them on it, they would just take like a sip of their water and be like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm drinking or I'm eating. So they quickly adapted to those rules and said you have to be stationary to be eating and drinking which sounds ridiculous because it's like you cannot be moving and eating and drinking at the same time but um when people try to bypass rules and be children you yeah. have to make yeah you ruined it for the rest of us yeah you have to be treat people <clears throat> treat adults like children and what's funny is like all the people at these theme parks i mean 99 percent of them were all following the rules at all times but yeah. i would say like if I saw anybody who was pulling their mask down off their nose or taking it off or um, fiddling with it, it was adults, not kids. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Grown-ass men. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a theme park, which people typically think of kids, especially like Disney, and 
um, you know, kids, kids are there and they're stoked to be there and, you know, sad, but like now, like especially young kids who are going into school wearing these masks and stuff, like they're going to be used to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just like a new normal for them and it's hard to sort of, they say it's like hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe yeah. like some of these old boomers are just like re- resistant to it and want to fight fucking it. Fucking babies. But to me, it's like you're going to a theme park. Um, if you can't handle it, then simply don't come. It's really that oh, yeah. simple. It's it's, it's, a, it's a fun, like you're privileged to be here. Yeah, you're very privileged to be alive at a theme park this year. So Yeah, and I've seen so <laughs> many people in the in the different groups and stuff. I'm... If you haven't noticed, uh, I'm, like, theme park obsessed, so I'm in the different Facebook groups and stuff, and every time, like, Universal will post a video or, like, this is open or that's open, people are like, I'll be back when you decide to end the ridiculous mask mandate, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, do you have to announce it? I'm sure Universal does not give a fuck if you're coming or not. Sorry. Um, You're not that important. I mean right now they're hitting capacity so you can stay home and come back in five years like there's so many businesses that are closing because of this and like the businesses that are trying to stay open and have these rules so they can stay open and you know and then you want to fight them it's like they don't even like they don't even have to be open right like (laughs) <laughs> like theme parks are at the very bottom of the list of nece- necessary things. Yes. And um we're pretty freaking lucky that they can be open and that you can visit them and that you know wearing a mask is a slight inconvenience and like you mm-hmm. said I was really worried about wearing it and I felt like the first day was rough traveling with it on but once we got to the theme parks yeah. like wearing especially i really like the masks that they sell at the parks like they were moisture wicking and soft and comfortable and once i got like adjusted to where i like it's like okay it fits better here and these ones fit better on my face and got comfortable with it like i didn't really think about it it just became second nature yeah there's only times where like i i try to take like a deep breath but i'm like eating my mask (laughs) because it's like hot (laughs) and um what else I mean, oh, it gets and sort of gross and sweaty. It gets gross and sweaty. So at the end of the day, I can kind of like smell it. <laughs> it's like ew! I can smell my sweat because <laughs> it's or right in my face. My nasty breath after like you're walking through oh, the theme yeah. park in the heat, you get dehydrated. And burp in your mask. And my 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 mouth <laughs> gets super dry, and uh, I smell my own nasty breath. So I would like get mints and stuff. But uh, overall, like. it's like when you have a cold and your nose is stuffy and you're like, man, I sort of forget how nice it is to have a clear nose. Mm -hmm. Like we had no idea how good we had it at theme parks. Like we'd complain like, Oh, it's hot. And we, you know, stay in line. Try that with that mask. Yeah. It's like little did we know next year, you know, we're going to have to be wearing a (laughs) mask covering our, our mouth and nose. But at the end of the day, once again, it's still a privileged thing to go. Uh, So so, like, it's a really um, first world problem to complain about. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we spent at Universal, and, um, I forgot where I was going with that, but I, I just know if we just left off with Thursday Disney. Yeah, Thursday Disney, um, their rules were a little looser than Universal. They had hand sanitizer stations everywhere, the automatic ones you put your hands under. Um, they te- checked our temperature going in, and that was really smooth. 
Um, they just had the guns and they had enough employees and tents that we walked right in. And I think that it was, it was very helpful one because they have the reservation system and two, because, um, limited capacity, we went on a Thursday, which, you know, weekdays seem to be less busy. And then we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday to universal and we became pass holders, which is fun. Yeah. It was, uh, actually we saved I think we saved money doing that rather than buying like, you know, two, three day pass. Yeah. Right now they're trying to make deals and trying to get people back in the park. So we got three months additional to mm-hmm. our annual fee. So a year and three months, which is nice. Yeah. So we can use them next year and that's how we save money. And we quickly realized the uh, nice benefits of being a pass holder, like discounts on everything. We're just like... Uh, in Wayne's world where he's holding up the backstage pass like everywhere we go we're like we're pass holders pass holders <laughs> yeah. and they're like sir it's a free cup of water I'm like well you have to pay me for it <laughs> like everywhere scan my damn card and they're like well no discount here well fuck you yeah too. we missed out on some discounts because we didn't realize like oh we get a discount like on everything oh it's like shoot <laughs> yeah because we bought the cheapest um cheapest pass mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure it that that one actually got discounts yeah. everywhere, but it does. We should have read up on it more before hey. we. But hey, we live and we learn. Know. So um, sometimes, if you're going to buy tickets, the pass holder um, deals, they might be just a little bit more money than going buying like a three day pass. But like, think about like if you're gonna eat in the parks, buy merch, you get um, you get like. 10% off or something like that. I'm not sure the different deals, but, um, and you're going to yeah. eat in parks because oh yeah, you're at a theme park. And yeah. You're not going to be boring and bring in sandwiches every day or I'm going to give you a wedgie. <laughs> but. So, um, I would do that. And then you probably would, what, what you spend extra in the pass holder, um, tickets, you probably save on merchant food. Mm. Yeah. And, you I mean if we bought them if we bought like even they're always trying to do deals you buy two days you get three free all this stuff yeah and that deal was like i think it was like 30 bucks less than an annual pass yeah and they extended it the annual passes for three months so we'll go back next year as our annual trip and we'll get in without having to buy them new tickets so mm-hmm. we basically got two years worth of tickets and if we decide to go between then and now we can yeah I sort of like want to spontaneously go to Universal just because we can get in. I know. But they do have some blackout dates, but that's a whole different other podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Thursday was Disney, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was Universal and Islands of Adventure, which are their two parks, but we bounced back and forth mm-hmm. on them. Friday was actually very nice. The weather was a little warm, but the crowds were pretty low. We got on pretty much everything except yeah. for Hagrid, which is the new newest roller coaster that is the most we popular. We knocked out all the rides we usually go on at least one time. Several, yeah, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Our, our favorites like E.T. Oh, E.T. And... I don't know how many times we rode E.T. that weekend. We just go over. <laughs> and we, we, and um, we tried some new stuff like... Like I said, Friday was a pretty low crowd, and then, you know, we had a nice dinner or whatever, and then um, Saturday was by far the busiest day of our whole trip. And it was really hot, and I got a sunburn, and that was, like, the one day I got grouchy, and there was long lines. 
But you didn't get your like like super grouchy Nikki. Like you just got slightly. I get, what's you want to talk about super grouchy Nikki? No, I'd rather <laughs> not. I don't want to see her tonight. But um, I would. I would. You've you've mentioned several times that you got grouchy, but you, I don't necessarily think you got grouchy. You just were tired and a little. Uh, I was sweaty. I was burning. It was hot. I remember at one point I was trying to get food and. It was like, I was trying to pay and grab my food and grab a napkin. And then someone's like, oh, what? that's really good. What is that? And I'm like, oh, I was like doing five things at once. <laughs> was that when you got the crepes or whatever? No, that was the tater, twisted tater oh, okay. thing. And it was like, I just want to eat this thing. And it was just so crowded. Yeah, I'm trying to socially distance. It gets a little overwhelming, especially right now, and you're trying to balance your mask and yeah. find a, and get to an area where you can sit down in the, in the shade. That's the other thing I really noticed this year that I've never noticed before is that Disney has a lot more shade than Universal. Yeah. And it wasn't just the weather. It was like the way the buildings are built and the trees and stuff. Yeah. Like Universal, it's hard to find a spot of shade. Mm-hmm. It's very open. Um, but... Saturday was the day, yeah, you, you got a little cranky, and it was a, we went, like, an hour before opening to try to get into some haunted houses, and I won't go too deep into this, because we're already running pretty long on this podcast, and people probably stopped listening an hour ago, but, um, like I said, we went, we were planning on going for Halloween Horror Nights, they canceled it, and then there were rumors leading up to September that they might open two houses, and most people thought, you know, that's crazy. They wouldn't do that because they canceled it and people would be really pissed if they paid, if they canceled their trip and then no house is open. Mm-hmm. And then the rumors started getting more and more, um, like, little things kept popping up. Uh, people, the rumors were that people were getting called back that had been cast in some of the haunted houses. And that was the first clue that something was happening. And then these, the, the, little metal frames that they put the wait times on popped up and it was like, okay, this is, looks like yeah. it might actually happen. And if not, they're really just messing with people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then of course they finally made the announcement, but what's crazy. And we always seem to be very lucky in these situations. Like we always have dumb luck because if we would have gone a week earlier, which was a scheduled horror nights weekend, we would have missed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time that we went, this was, the only two days that they were going to open these houses. They basically said, we're doing a test run of um, two of the haunted houses we had already built for Halloween Horror Nights on Saturday and Sunday, the night, the, the day, two day, two of the days you're going to be there. Um, so we were like, at least I was, I was like stoked, but I was also super anxious because I knew that was going to bring in tons of people and it was going to be a madhouse trying to get into these houses. Yeah. Um, so we went super early Saturday and basically got super lucky again and this people directing traffic at the parks were like follow this family over to the right we followed these people and we ended up second in line right up to a gate that they had sort of temporarily opened for that morning um refreshing like crazy on my phone to see because they talked about it being a virtual line which is a new thing they're doing for yeah you have to get on the app and it's Pick a time you want to go, but, you know, there's a limit to how many people get at certain times. 
Yeah, we were. They had said that the houses would be only virtual paths to avoid the long lines and crowding. Um, so it was refreshing, refreshing, and they never went up. So when they opened the gates, we just rushed to the first house that we saw, which was the Bride of Frankenstein, and um, we got right in. So we were probably in like the first ten people, and the way the houses normally work is that they like do a conga line through, and you're basically like uh, crotched a butt walking through a house, and Sometimes you'd hit the scares, sometimes you wouldn't, but um, you could just go through them as many times as you want. No virtual lines, no anything. Um, this year, the, at least the first time we went through, they gave us a glow stick and they were like, you know, this will be your, you, you're going through alone. Your party is going through alone. Um, mm-hmm. No one, there will be people in front of you and behind you, but there'll be distance enough that you won't see them in this way that the actors know you're in a different party and keep yeah. your distance. And I really like that idea. But I don't think... I mean, how many glow sticks do I have to give out for Right, and I think that uh, they ended that experiment after that day because they realized that they could still sort of push people through the conga line, but yeah. uh, distance conga line. And they usually have attendants in the houses. Um, this year they did more so. Like, the people were wearing face guards and they had these, like, little lightsaber things. Yeah, to um, enforce six feet yeah so, so they was if, yeah if you got too close to the people ahead of you they would be like hold on you know stop and go like traffic yep. directors yep and obviously that takes you out a little bit of it but it's also nice because it's like it stops people from crowding you behind you mm-hmm. um and it and you're getting all the scares so that was a welcome change they're not gonna they're never gonna adapt that permanently because they like to try to get as many people through those houses oh, as yeah. quickly as possible before they'd be like come on hurry up it's like right no to, distance between right. people if you take any time or walk slowly they're like hurry up idiot like, <laughs> basically hurrying you through as quick as possible uh-huh but um yeah it was it was sort of a cool welcome change i don't like i said they're never gonna do that again so that was the first time for yeah. us the also the houses like the actors were behind pexy glass so they weren't jumping like right in front of you or anything so um and then it, it took away the scare a little bit when you're walking and you see pexy glass and you're like oh there there's an actor behind <laughs> behind that it's gonna yeah, you, you know. could. The scares were telegraphed because you knew um, if you saw plexiglass that there was going to be yeah. someone behind it shortly. Yeah. But I will say they. It's, it's still. Yeah, still cool. And they used it um, to their advantage where they would slam on it mm-hmm. and sort of startle you and use it as part of it. Also, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but it seemed like they also had spots where there was plexiglass and no one there. Yeah. So you would be looking at that, waiting for the person, and then the person would pop up on the other side. Yeah. Um, so you didn't know where it was coming from. But I personally, and I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to be macho or anything, um, I just, I never really get scared walking no. through the houses. I always like the set designs, and I appreciate them, and I have a blast, but they don't scare me. They don't make me jump. Um, they definitely get you. Yeah, I think mostly what it is, it's like very loud sounds that like even if even if I could see it coming, like the, you know, the huge sound that comes with it makes me jump no like matter what. Startles you, yeah. Yeah. And so would you say this year because of the plexiglass stuff you were you got scared less? I would say yes, because like, and maybe there's also some like mentally I know like. 
no one's going to get up in my face. Right. Like, I don't know. It's... And this year, also, like, there was no real great makeup effects. Usually they have some really yeah. gruesome makeup effects and stuff. And they still did makeup on some people. But um, everybody wore a mask. So if there was any creatures or monsters, which obviously is most of the people in these houses, they just put, ma- like, a, a latex mask on them to cover their whole face. Mm-hmm to sort of because if someone jumps out and they were wearing like a medical mask it doesn't make sense but like the actual bride of frankenstein herself was wearing one it sort of like fit because she's in operating yeah in like a lab um and the two houses they opened were like the the bride of frankenstein universal monsters bride of frankenstein and then um revenge of the tooth fairy bride of frankenstein story is really simple um, it took off right after the movie where Frank the beam falls and kills Frankenstein. She was mad, so she wants to resurrect him. She recruits the brides of Dracula to um, suck all the blood and drain blood and give it to back to Frankenstein and recreate him. Um, and then the storyline for the Tooth Fairy one, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, is really cool. A little boy refused to give uh, the Tooth Fairy his teeth, and so the Tooth Fairy took all the teeth from his family members, like grandma, mom, dad, everything, and it was told like an old um, fairy tale, and you, it was like you're walking through a book. They actually mm-hmm. had the lines of the book on the wall, and like it was like done in 2D renderings, like drawings that were moving in, in mechanically in the... I preferred that house. I thought it was way cooler. Yeah, and I thought the scare, like the scares were better in that house, too. And usually I'm a... And an IP guy, I love based on movies and TV shows. And I loved The Bride House, too. It was cool. But I just felt like overall the, the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy is more original and creative and beautiful. And, mm-hmm. um, but they were both fun. And luckily, we got in the first 10 people on Bride. And then later in that day, we got a virtual pass for the Tooth Fairy and went through both. And then um, when we went back Sunday after Saturday was super hot and lines got ridiculously long, we didn't have much luck there. Uh, towards the end of the day, we even took a break and I I slept for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I actually fell asleep on on a bench. Um, <laughs> but we were, we were just so drained because we went opening. Then Sunday we went back opening. It was rainy. Yeah, it was so... like drizzly and and cloudy, which was sort of sucked that it was wet, but it was also nice because it took crowds away and it wasn't as hot and we went through those houses over and over and over yeah, we probably <laughs> went through both houses like a dozen times yeah and we were worried about not getting into them at all on saturday and um, then sunday we just abused it yeah and <laughs> and um if you know if you know how to take advantage of the system i guess um i would say if that's the right wording um you could definitely get through several times like, with a virtual pass, you get on and you refresh, refresh, and, and times pop up and you can, re- like, I'm going to reserve um, a 2 p.m. house walkthrough with two people. And so with two people, we're both doing it. We could reserve up to four, I think, or three? A three at a time. Three at a time. And um, so what we do is re- we'd both just constantly be doing that while we're staying in line and we'd get as many as we could in our queue and sometimes we'd go up to the house to redeem them at, say, we got a reservation for two. We'd walk up at two to go in, and no one would even check our phone. So we'd walk through, circle back around, and then that time they'd say, oh, do you have a pass? And they'd scan it. So we got two out of the one pass, and we each had three passes. So that's how we took advantage of the system. 
and by Sunday it was rainy and drizzly and they were just basically letting people walk through. Yeah. Um, I want to say that Saturday we kept trying to get passes for the house and it was like impossible. Everybody was getting passes. And we, so we went and we saw the, the Jason Bourne identity show and which is I, I liked it and they messed up. Like something that they had technical issues, so they stopped the show. So I got on my phone and got grab virtual tickets, like right, it's perfect timing. It's like, it's almost like it, it was meant to be. Like the, well, <laughs> the the screw up was meant to give me the opportunity to get those passes. <laughs> yeah, just like our luck, you know, being yeah, there dumb luck that the weekend that these houses opened and this and yeah. that. Yeah, you know, we were always pretty fortunate, and maybe it's just. A positive outlook on it um uh-huh. but it's like i felt pretty lucky that that happened and those that saturday those tickets the passes for the houses the first day they're open were like gold no one was getting them um now they've the house has become so popular they're open um every single day monday through sunday i mean just seven I days a week yeah and right now like during a weekday they're literally walk on like there's mm-hmm. there's not even a five minute wait you just walk right through the house there's no lines at all especially during the weekdays um but it's it's definitely doing horror nights during the day was like it was fucking with my mind a little bit because yeah. we're so ingrained like when the sun starts to go down we get ready for horror nights and we get in a holding area and we zoom to the first house yeah. and we have a game plan and we hit up all the houses and um, your eyes don't have to adjust because it's night out and you walk in these houses and there's the smell of fog and scare zones and the the chainsaw masses and uh, the food and everything. And this year it was like, well, we're going through houses. Uh-huh. It feels like Horror Nights, but it's it's like 9 a.m. Yeah. And it's light out. And so I can't see shit because I'm going from bright sunlight into a pitch black house. And, yeah. Do you want to talk about the tribute store? That was pretty cool. Yeah, they slowly rolled that out. That was the first thing to open. That's why people thought Horror Nights was happening. Um, they open a tribute store every year, and this year is was the 30th anniversary. And they opened a room up pretty early in August, and people were stoked. And it was just one room, but it was really cool, like Frankenstein-themed, and mm-hmm. had, had a lot of 30th anniversary merchandise that they had already printed um, assuming that Horror Nights was going to happen, and they printed masks and stuff, so it seemed like they had planned on doing a altered version of Horror Nights. Um, and, like I said, they had printed all this merch, so they started selling it, which seems sort of conflicting to me, because it's like, none of it, I mean, it does say 30 years on it, so I guess you need to sell it, but it's yeah. like, um, some of the stuff, it's like, I, I guess just because they put the money into it, they need to get... Like, they have to turn that money around right now. But it's yeah. like, they, they didn't want to hold on to it till next year. Uh, I would hope that, like, Beetlejuice and some of these houses... Yeah, the, they... It was rumored that Beetlejuice was going to be a house. And they had, like, the props inside one of the rooms at the tribute store. It was super cool. It's like, oh, that would have been an awesome house. And I hope they do it next year. Yeah, so, like, when they opened the tribute store, it was just one room. And then there was, like, a little door that had like posters on it said you know more coming soon or something if you looked read the poster really closely so the rumors that there might be a second room and then maybe like two weeks three weeks later a second room opened and it had like a bakery in it 
and uh, people were really like, holy shit, you know, there's a there's like a bakery, they're doing all this food, they had vegan brownies and beating gummy hearts, mm-hmm. and uh, this second room was themed to the icons, which are like th- every, th- the first like f- several years they had different icons, Jack the Clown and the uh, Caretaker and the Storyteller and the Usher, different characters, and that room was themed to that because it was 30th anniversary and really cool. And then a few weeks later, they opened the third room, which was a room completely dedicated to Beetlejuice. And so they slowly rolled out these rooms. And it's really cool. They made this humongous tribute store, which is like the closest we had to Horror Nights this year besides the houses. Um, but obviously, I felt like they probably pulled some of the props from the Beetlejuice house mm-hmm. and put them in that third room. Yeah, it was just like... Yeah, it was just so cool. It was really cool because <laughs> it also was like it barely had any merch in it, so it was just like mostly for show. Yeah. It was almost empty. And I hope they didn't do that. Like, well, it's never gonna happen. So here's you know, here's the props. I just I man, that just would have been a cool house. I think they're gonna do it. They have I to. Hope so. I mean I mean a lot of there was a lot of people dressed up as Beetlejuice there, like um, you know, guests. Yeah, because this year one of the few one of the things they did because they couldn't do horror nights, they also announced the same weekend we were there that they're allowing limited costumes, which they've never done mm-hmm. before. Um, they've always told people don't wear costumes so that you wouldn't confuse characters in the scare zones with people walking around. But there's no scare zones this year, so they allowed that. Mm-hmm. And um, they also did trick or treating over in Islands of Adventure for Children. And they did the Scarecrow uh, walk, which is like a scavenger hunt. You go to different shops and find the find the scare uh, the scarecrows, and then get a stamp on the thing, and you got a bag of candy or whatever. We decided not to do that, but like Nikki said, um, because they're allowing costumes, there was Beetlejuice people everywhere. Oh, yeah. Every day there was someone dressed, uh, several people dressed, girls, boys, mm-hmm. um, old people, young people, dogs, dogs, yeah, <laughs> black and white stripes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly I would say more so, I mean, the only thing I can think that compares since we've been going was the first year they had Stranger Things, all the Stranger Things t-shirts and hats. Yeah. And they had like, some of the, like the big popular ones, it's been Stranger Things, uh, American Horror Story, Walking Dead until they kept doing Walking Dead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, like lots of people were wearing, I bought a shirt, a BLG shirt. Um, and a lot of people were wearing those shirts. Yeah, and, and it, it was, was clear he was that IP was going to be the biggest this year. Yeah, they had the mask. There's they always choose like one headliner, intellectual property every year, and then they have their sort of uh, smaller ones, and that was by far like like she said, American Horror Story was like they had two years of that. That was sort of the big one after Walking Dead that took over, and then Stranger Things hit, and that's been the big thing for the last two years. And then this year would have been Beetlejuice. And that was very clear that mm-hmm. that was going to be the headliner. Because they made masks, hoodies. Um, you know, if you get all that stuff, they have toys. They have candy bars. Mm-hmm. They had they had made all this stuff for Beetlejuice. And then, obviously, couldn't do it. And I think the fact that they did not... One of the two houses they opened was not Beetlejuice. Points to the fact that they'll do it next year. Yeah. Because they had it built obviously and had it ready to go and if they were not going to do it next year i felt like they would have opened it this year to bring people they probably oh, chose yeah. two houses that they can they 
Universal Monsters, I mean, that is an IP. They had to pay for licensing, but that's a localized one. Mm-hmm. They own Universal Studios, so they could do that one. And then the other one, the uh, original house, the Tooth Fairy, they don't have to yeah. pay, so they can, uh, you know, obviously not reuse it next year. But Yeah, I, come, I mean, they can come up come, with a new one. Another original idea, idea that's not going to be super expensive or, yeah. Yeah, so that was a tribute store. That was really cool. They also had a skeleton bar which was halloween themed we waited in the blistering oh, sun for way where, too long that's where i got my sunburn oh they op- they <laughs> took i think it's called normally called cafe la bamba it's like this little bar they use for the vip tours and they turned into the skeleton bar and they had like a very limited selection of food and drinks and then you is basically a walk through this sort of mini haunted house with no actors in it just decorated bar um, they had some really gross drinks that people really hated this year. They did oh. a circus peanut drink. Do you know yeah. what circus does? Circus peanuts are those like marshmallows that look like peanuts. I don't know. They're like or, <laughs> the, those crappy. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. But they made a drink that's supposed oh. to taste like that this year, and it had like peanut butter rum or something, and people were like literally throwing up from it. So it lasted mm. only the weekend we were there, and then now it's. Gone. I remember. Um, I think. The employees are like, oh, you should try that. And I'm, I don't, I'm not a big fan of peanut butter. I'm like, I would never drink that. So good thing. Yeah. Every year I'm like, I, I'm have it in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, have a few alcoholic drinks. I'm on vacation. I yeah. am not driving anywhere, but it's weird. Like I get there and I don't even want to drink water. Like I, I like to drink, but like, I mean, it's, it's expensive for one to get an alcoholic drink. Um, and alcohol, like, you want to stay hydrated, so you don't want to, you know, drink alcohol. You want to drink water. And I like to drink Sprite <laughs> rather than have a beer. And then also, like, the more you drink, the more you have to pee. And you know how inconvenient it is to have to keep, you know, go to a public restroom? I, I have a lot of personal issues about not wanting to get drunk at universal <laughs> yeah it's, it's really weird like every year i have it instead of my mind like this will be fun i'm gonna do this and that and that and i don't do like any of those things because mm-hmm. once i get there it's like we're on a mission like we can't sit still we can't yeah like, we never really relax we're always on the go seeing all the shows and i don't yeah i don't want to be drunk on a ride and i don't want to be i don't want to stand in a long line drinking because i'm one of those people that has to like pee every 10 minutes and like i can't imagine staying in line having to pee that bad Mm, that's just me yeah i also think about like uh that kind of stuff like when i'm eating even i'm like do i don't want to eat anything heavy because then i'm going to be walking in a hot theme park all day like Uh i I try not to eat fried foods i almost ate vegan the entire time because i was i'm just always afraid i'm going to have something dairy in my food and then it's going to ruin the rest of my day yeah if you get too full then it's like there's certain rides you don't want to go on or you know things you want to do right and so it's all about that it's like maximizing your time and maximizing and also because of the humidity it's hot like you don't yeah it's just kind of messes with you yeah i wonder if going in like december or january something where it's i mean it's still Uh always hot in florida but if it's like less humid and bearable like it would just be i would love to go during hoodie weather yeah and there's been a few times in the past where we went that year we went with everybody with nick and um asher and kylie and i remember like asher wore like jeans and a hoodie yeah it was was too much for me i've never worn anything but shorts at universal Mm -hmm. but um 
you know, at some of the nights in October, it got not quite cold, but a little chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting trip. We, like I said, we flew back Monday. Um, did you have anything to else in the theme parks that you thought of? Um, no. I think I talked about everything we, I want to talk about. Uh, the only, oh, we did go on, like, we, we hit up several rides we've never done that we've always ignored because, especially Saturday, when the lines got too long everywhere, it was like, let's find literally anything we, we can do. The Woody Woodpecker roller coaster that's... Maybe 30 seconds long? Maybe 30 seconds long. It's for kids. Um, the Cat in the Hat ride. That's a trip. Yeah, that's a trip. We've gone on... There's a... There's, like, a few cat hat, like... Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss rides, but some reason we kept missing the cat in the hat, and, like, I don't know, something about, <laughs> like, even, like, I found it on the map, and I'm like, where is it? I'm like, okay, there's the hat, and it's like... It's hard to find, even if you're looking for it. Yeah, some reason it's hard, at least for me, to find. Like, I, I found the hat, and it's like, this is a ride, but, yeah, that was fun can't believe we've never been on that before right and then i found out afterwards like reading through the comments on one of the facebook groups that people are like oh i really missed uh the cat in a hat before they fixed it or before they changed it and apparently like you know how it spins around a few times and stuff mm-hmm. it's pretty tame it used to like violently spin around and it was like a thrill ride really yeah and it went <laughs> way faster it was like twice as fast and it would it spin around i and remember stuff. asher saying that he really liked that ride and i'm like i don't think i've been i don't like that's a kid's ride maybe that's why he liked it yeah to me it felt like like i was saying like this is the closest thing to horror nights here because <laughs> it's creepy there's a lot of creepy psychedelic trippy stuff uh-huh. i mean he's dr seuss is a sort of trippy dude in, in general but it felt like it reminded me of like captain spaulding's murder ride in house oh of Thousand yeah Corpses. like you know you get in this little cart and you see little things they pop out and stuff mm-hmm. and it's definitely had a creepy vibe to it and I mean, definitely like small world is a small world, creepy, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was, uh, you know, interesting to hit up a few things. The Woody Woodpecker coaster was like 30 seconds. Um, we Did we do any new shows or anything? I mean, Disney, we, we definitely hit up some new yeah. stuff because we missed stuff last time. But Universal, we've pretty much hit everything. Um, we had a first time where we did... Hagrid's in the pouring rain. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, but like it was fun. The fast, one of the faster <laughs> roller coasters, the newest roller coaster, and the the biggest one I'll go on is Hagrid's motorbike adventure. And you, um, you basically one person sits on a motorcycle, one sits in a sidecar, and it blasts you through this interactive ride. But it's a roller coaster. And um, when we got in line in the queue, there was not a huge line, you know. And then it sort of slowed down in the middle. It broke down or something. Then we finally got on, and by the time the carts came up, they were soaking wet, and I looked at Nikki like, did they sanitize them or what? And you're like, oh, no, it started raining when we were in here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then we got on the ride and went out, and it was pouring rain, and we didn't see a damn thing because it was right in your eyes. And yeah. And you wore a mask, and we got soaked to the bone, but it was... I mean, I'm sort of since we got to ride it normally afterward the next yeah. day, it's sort of cool to like be able to experience it once. Yeah. But having those raindrops it's hit it your face. It makes a good story. Yeah, for a podcast. <laughs> but the uh, 
going that fast with it raining that hard. I'm I'm surprised mm-hmm. they can even like operate it. I know. In the rain. But I want to say overall, it was a fun experience, but I wouldn't recommend it as a first experience. No, you miss out a lot on a yeah. lot of things. And I saw a lot of people there. They had like first time buttons, and it's I'm like, like, oh, you're messing out on so much and. We're not really into it, but, I mean, usually they do a lot of parades and stuff. Um, no fireworks at Disney. Oh, yeah. There's no no shows, those kind of shows, but, um, I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it first time going during a, a pandemic. I would wait, you know, until I could experience the whole thing. Like, we were going in um, the Gringotts ride, and I remember there was people ahead of us that clearly had never been there and they were like marveling all the stuff and i'm just thinking like man you don't know you're missing like usually when you go through the queue you stop and watch the wizards are like in the bank and then you go down and they take your picture in a photo booth and you get to look at your picture and then they uh then there's like a show where hagrid or is it hagrid or who is it in their office Oh god, one of the Weasleys. Yeah, one of the Weasleys. Weasley boys. Um there's like a whole thing you stop and watch and mm-hmm. they completely eliminated that and then you get on an elevator and it's like you ride up and ride down the elevator into Gringotts. They completely eliminated that. So people are walking through and they're like, "This is cool." And I'm like, "You have no idea." Yeah, you're messing like I said at the like very beginning, you're messing a, a like the show before the ride. Yeah, cuz the rides are all all have stories to them, mm-hmm. and um, some are pretty simple. But some of these, the newer ones especially, are very interactive, and they put you immerse you. That's the word, the best word, immerse you into a story. And there's no immersion at all. You're just riding the ride. You didn't even know why you were saving ET. Right, <laughs> and that one to me is sort of silly because it's like, why are we? Why not play that video? We're standing outside. Like just play it in loops. Yeah, they have TVs all around in the line. Just let it play out there i miss steven stillberg just being like et needs you yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah. <laughs> pointing right at you yeah and he's I mean, like it, <gasps> me it's definitely cheesy as hell but it's like that's part of the charm is yes. the immersion of why you're riding this bike and if you don't it's like if you just go you're like what what is this ride what are we doing why is there little mm-hmm. et's everywhere he doesn't even explain that you're going to his home planet and stuff just uh very sort of strange to think like they completely eliminate that, but they don't really have a choice. But mm-hmm. that's why I would say, and like you said, don't go during a pandemic as your first time. Yeah. But if you uh, have been there before and you want to go and get on some rides, I, I still wouldn't recommend it now because they're hitting capacity almost every day. People are getting more comfortable um, and the theme parks are packed again. So we went right at like the perfect time. Uh-huh. There seems to be hitting capacity all the time now. Not Disney. Disney's still okay. They're still doing reservations, but Universal is definitely. I think they might have raised their capacity. I'm not sure, but um, they're hitting those numbers, and it's hard to get on. Especially weekends are a nightmare. So uh, I would say if you can go, go during the week, but otherwise wait. Yeah, it's really late. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Yeah, um, I want to go to bed. Yeah, so um, that would be the next. <laughs> the dog wants to go to bed. Yeah, he's crying. It's it's midnight, he's so we'll. He's like getting very impatient and being sad. Yeah, so it's midnight. We can start wrapping this up. Um, thanks for jumping on. And <sighs> just as I figured, I, I told you earlier this would be a short one. That was a lie. Once I get talking about theme parks, I 
ramble. Any I talk about anything, I ramble. But um, again, thanks for jumping on, Nikki. Thanks yeah. for being a guest again. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll end on that song. And thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll um, see you next time. Bye-bye. On First Time. First Time. Thank you again for listening to the First Time Podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and give us a like on Facebook. Follow or subscribe to the First Time Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. A huge thank you goes out to Scott Schreiner of Weezer for our intro and outro music. Last but not least, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone else who might enjoy it. We appreciate your support. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.